Welcome to Gagliardi's Got Real Estate podcast, hosted by myself, Gerald Sabri, and Rocky Gagliardi. We look forward to bringing you something fresh, something new the Golden Valley hasn't seen before. More informative information. We've got special guests, hot topics. Make sure you follow on your preferred podcast platform, GSRE Socials. We hope you enjoy this episode. Together, we're very fortunate enough today to have Rebecca Finnegan and Nicole DeMace, wonderful ladies that are specialised in the legal field and just here to sort of answer some questions for us today and obviously help the audience out there with sort of the normal day-to-day situations. Gerald. Yeah. Yeah, welcome, ladies. Hello, Gerald. Thank yeah, you. Welcome to our first episode, everyone. And um, it's great to have you both. We'll just start with just introducing you both and your field of expertise. Yeah. Becca. So I'm Becca Finnegan or Rebecca Finnegan. I'm a licensed conveyancer and owner at Sargent's Conveyance in Golden Valley. It's a business that started about nine years ago um, down at Nagambi, where I'm from. And I've been doing conveyancing for nearly 30 years, working for firms both in Melbourne and the Goulburn Valley. After I had my son um, nine years ago, I, I was at home one day and my dad had actually sold his house and I wasn't working and I said to him, I'll, I'll do you conveyancing, but I wasn't licensed or registered. And I walked down the street and the guy who he brought the house from pulled me up and said, I didn't know that you, you know, had a conveyancing business. I said, oh, no, we're just self-acting. I, I don't. And he said to me, you should look into that. You'd have a really good business. And it just planted the seed. Yeah. Um, and from there, yeah, I picked up the phone one day and went off and got my qualification and my licence and hoped to get, you know, a job a week. And, and now we've just opened an office at 632 Wyndham Street. I'm lucky to be supported by two great staff and, and yep. we really love what we do. Fantastic start, isn't it? Amazing what a phone call does and what, yeah. you know, something it's happens and then yeah. all, you're yeah. away. It's, yeah. a, it's how most successful yeah. things yeah. start. Yeah. You've been very successful. Yeah. Yeah. What about yourself, Nicole? Uh, I'm Nicole DeMace. I work at SMR Legal. I have worked there for the past nearly eight years. I've had a stint in Melbourne. I started my legal career uh, back in 1998, so a long time ago yeah. now, and I started off as a PA. So I've worked in all different areas of law. I've worked in um, litigation, uh, injury work, oh, wow. property work, wills and estates, and now I'm in, um, solely in property. So SMR Legal is a small firm based in Nixon Street, and I think there's probably about 20 of us there. It's a good place to work. So yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So I suppose. Um, we do obviously a lot of, we can't have everyone on. I suppose with the appeal with you both is that we've obviously do a lot of deals in the last two years and we've dealt for a lot of um, other professionals obviously in the industry and the boom, the I've been through, well, I think this is a, almost a third, second boom, third boom. Nothing ever like this. Like I've never, ever, ever experienced, you know, anything like what we've been through in the last three years. I mean, so the volume and the, the stress of the work um, that you both would have experienced, we obviously we experience it. Obviously a lot of conversations come up, a lot of, you know, naive sort of buys, which happens, I mean, all the time, you know. So, you know, we, we probably would love to get an insight as to what is the most common, you know, questions, you know. Uh, you know I said there was what a Section 32 is. I mean, we talk to clients and we say, you need to get a Section 32 if you get in your house mm-hmm. for sale up and going. Probably the importance of that and the difference between that and, a, say, a sales contract. And Yeah. What, a um, lot of people do think that the Section 32 and the contract 
are the same thing. Yeah. That's what I, I find. Do you yeah. find the same thing? Yeah. So we encourage people at the time of listing a property to start that Section 32 because if they've got it there ready to go, um, it typically takes us about a week, a week and a half to put that yep. document together. Mm-hmm. So if it's there, we can supply it to the agent. They can provide it to any prospective buyers who may sometimes want to see that document before starting negotiations. So it also speeds the process up to from the time that you guys accept the offer or sorry the vendor accepts the offer so it speeds that process up so the turnaround time is not you you know one to two weeks anymore it's bang you can have a contract out within sort of 24 48 hours and that helps that helps speed up you know typically contracts will be signed with finance clauses triggered by the signing of the contract so for the 32 is there. As soon as the property is sold, the agent will send yep. the sales instructions. Contracts can go straight out and we can get them signed in exchange and, you know, everyone's working to a tighter time frame and, yep. and settlement yeah. dates are guaranteed. I suppose for our perspective, Gerald, we see a lot of buyers and the pandemic as such has created a lot of regional, obviously, people coming from Melbourne and yep. the metropolitan yeah. cities. The metro mentality has been, you know, always see a section 32 before they yes. do anything. It's just that the way they've been yep. educated. We're, we're a bit different. We're probably yep. more of the handshake agreement that's sort of gone out the window a little bit too obviously if um the way things are but it's important i know we we try to educate our vendors to get a section 32 mm-hmm. before they put it for sale yeah. Simply when, as soon as we sign them up we you know for an yeah. authority we basically tell them to get it going because like you think i see yeah. it speeds up it, finances could take two to three weeks yeah. you know oh. Min- minimum at the moment accept- gone are the 14 yeah. day mm. finance mm. approval periods yeah. they're yeah. just so not a thing 21 anymore. days to get a finance approval more or less and then we're different from melbourne's so uh, you know yeah you're 21 days but if you've waited two weeks for a contract to be ready, that's right. You know, it basically the impatience, the nerves, the frustration, yeah, the stress, right. yeah. all builds up, especially yeah. for an anxious vendor and an anxious buyer, and and so I forth. I think just yeah. it just alleviates a lot of the stress, stress. for yeah. everyone, not yes. just for yeah. us. Yeah. I think too for everyone to have that section thirty two because some certificates that we order so. We will order council land information certificate, the water information statement from GB Water. Depends. There could be owners corporations. If there's those things too, they take ten business days. Ten, and yeah. they and we're not talking in days yeah. anymore. Yeah. Everything is business days, yeah. which makes it even longer. Mm. Yeah, slows yeah. it. Yeah, yeah slows it right down. I actually reckon it should be law if you put your house for sale. Yeah, you yeah. Have a I think in New South, I think in New South Wales, you have to have yeah. those mm. documents ready Helps before you market your property yeah. for sale. So yeah. 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 You know, like often we'll sit down with a vendor at the time of signing a contract and just explain that the, the mm-hmm. finance period, will, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that won't, will be, won't start until the contracts are signed by both parties. So sometimes vendors don't, won't always aware time, of that, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, and, and they, you know, feel that, oh, but, I, you know, I agreed to the offer a week ago and I've still yeah. got to wait another two or three weeks before the salt yeah. stickers on the board. Yeah. Um, but the way the banks work is, they won't order evaluation until they see that signed contract yep. Yep. and hence why, you nice. know, the contract has to be in place mm. before, you know, the bank can supply it to the valuers and order that valve. Yeah. So, yeah. so explain yeah. the importance, obviously, obviously to, the, to the layman out there. A Section 32 is the hard bit. The contract's the easy bit. Yeah. Once yeah. we get exited off it, 
potentially time permitting, a couple of hours you've got a contract up, right? It's just depends depends on yeah. the complexity yeah. of the transaction. Yeah, yeah. complexity, but the basic yeah, yeah. transaction. Yeah, basic you know, transaction. You, you look in couple. So that's the easy bit. Yep. Yeah. 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 So the section thirty two is the disclosure statement, and yeah. it it forms part of the contract. So the vendor is required to disclose information about the property in that section thirty two. So far as you know, the title and encumbrances, planning scheme rates, building approvals, mm -hmm. and services yeah. connected. Yeah. And the contract is really just a contract to buy and sell, and between the parties, and stipulates the terms and conditions. Yeah. So that's sort of the difference between those two documents. But they are the the purchaser has to be provided with a section 32 mm. prior to signing yeah. a contract of sale. It, it, it is a condition. It, it is a condition yeah. of that yeah. contract. It's amazing so many vendors don't they understand that. Understand. Yes. Mm. And we see it all the time as agents. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. you're, you're actually going through the whole process with them, the importance of it, especially in a market where we've come from. Mm. Of COVID, it was even more important. Yes. Mm. The amount of volume, volume. of buyers. Yeah. Very quick and they're all wanting that 32. Like, you have to be very regimented in getting yes. your, your process right and that's yeah. really important. Yeah. Not just for the yeah. purchaser, but the agent to understand mm. the product. Yep. Yeah. And you've got full confidence with your respective yeah. buyers. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think a lot of agents now have taken the approach of you list your house, you yes. get the vendor statement yeah. ready. Yeah. yeah. Um, it just, yeah, like yeah. I said before, it just yeah. takes the pressure mm. off yeah. everyone. Yeah. So when the level of motivation. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. As it well. does. Yeah. 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 And obviously, with the period we've just been through, uh, the boom. As you refer yeah. to, Rocky. Mm. Um, Extraordinary boom. Yeah, it sure was. Um, a lot of people wanted to cash in on that, especially yeah. like a lot of vendors wanted yeah. to cash in yeah. on that. So they didn't want to wait two weeks yes. mm. for the purchaser to, you know, find another property or go yeah. cold or change their mind. Mm. Yeah. They wanted to get that person signed up yeah. mm. then and there. The flip side too, yeah. the buyers are the same. Yeah. Like, so yeah. they, they didn't want to wait two weeks. For no, someone. they didn't. Someone else going to come up That's right, yeah. So, so it was, the motivation was high on both sides. That's right. Yeah, so having a 32 is extremely important. Important Very important. I, I think it probably can't emphasize the help. Essential. Yes. Essential. <laughs> so we're, we're yeah. talking about the volume and yeah. the sales and obviously the amount, the, obviously the boom we've had. What are the common questions? Besides, let's forget about the contract start of it, mm. but what are the common questions or the naivety of buyers, obviously? The One of the ones that I've found the most is, especially with purchases, they tell us that they have a, they have, their loan's been approved. Mm. Yes. And I would say to them, okay, so is it formally approved or is it just being conditionally approved? You know, if you've got pre-approval, oh no, we've got pre-approval. Yeah. So you, then you've got to go through the process of explaining. Yeah. Pre-approval is not formal approval. So mm. pre-approval is just based on the information that you plug into the computer and it tells you how much you can borrow. Or yeah. you've spoken to your broker and they've said, okay, you know, based on your income, you can borrow this much. Mm. Yes. If the valuation doesn't stack up, you don't get that formal approval. So a lot of purchases, that's what I find back. Yeah, a lot of purchases think that pre-approval yeah, is formal, formal approval, approval and it's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and obviously <laughs> by circumstances change with the job. That's right. The approvals, because you've got a three-month window potentially, I think. That's yeah. right, yeah. 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 And during COVID, I don't know about you, Beth, mm. but I found a lot of banks were checking employment statuses mm. of borrowers right through to the settlement yes. date. Yeah. And wow. I did have the instance a couple of times where funding was withdrawn at the last minute. It. Yeah, and yeah. so mm. you know they had to scramble around and try and find yeah. funding again, yeah. um, because their employment Change, circumstances change. had changed in that period. So yeah. mm. it is also important to for any purchasers out there, if you are borrowing, make sure your employment status stays the same until. So 
Emphasise the, import, the importance of that, Nicole. Like, you get the settlement date day before the bank double checks again. Oh. And all of a sudden, how does that expose the buyer? Because, you know, no one's going to come up with a couple hundred grand in a minute. No. Like, mm. um, no. All of a sudden, they've lost a deposit, I'm guessing, if they don't come up the P- money. Potentially, potentially. If they can't. So, so the exposure's per- really big, eh? Like, that's right. Well, the vendor may not grant them an extension yeah. to the settlement yeah. date. They may also grant them that extension, yep. but they also may serve a notice of default on them, yep. which means then they have to pay interest on top of whatever's owing. So yes. that at the moment is yeah. calculated under the contract at 12%. Yep. So that's 12% on all monies outstanding for the period of default. Yeah, well. You potentially, if you can't settle at the end of that 14 days, then you potentially lose that deposit. Mm. So, you know... I won't Some go people further back get sued further. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, no. That, that's it. But, yeah, but that's yeah. the risk that a purchaser takes yeah. if they do change employment yeah. or all their financial circumstances change yeah. in that time. I think too. Let's break point made there. It is really important too for purchasers to get the contract in Section 32 reviewed by yes. conveyancer prior to signing. So, yeah. because. Um, you know, that's the opportunity to sit down and go through the vendor statement, talk about the conveyancing transaction. Yeah, Beck, I'm going to cut in there. Yeah. Vendor statement and section oh, 32. It's the exact same thing. It's the exact same thing. A lot of people go, what's the difference? Yeah. So we, we confuse. So yeah. Yeah. it's a clear vendor yeah. statement and yeah. section 32. 32 is the exactly the we same. call it a vendor statement. Yeah. Yeah. You guys call, call it a section, section 32. 32. Yeah. Yeah. Um, same thing. Yeah. Because... Conveyancing, I find, it's not just about uh, the paperwork. It's about understanding the client, their reason for sale and or purchase and the motive behind yep. it. Because it's often not until you sit down and talk to your client and get an understanding of their reason for selling, for buying, or maybe doing both, that that's our opportunity to sort of identify issues before they arise throughout yes. the transaction. Yep. So I am seeing a big trend at the moment of a lot of people selling and buying at the same time, yeah. whether they're downsizing to, yeah, mm-hmm. or yeah. upsizing. Yeah. Some people don't haven't really stopped to think, okay, well, I need to make my mm-hmm. purchase contract conditional upon my sale contract becoming yes. an unconditional contract and vice versa. And so sitting down with the conveyancer at the start before any paperwork signed mm-hmm. is very important because our, yes. our role is to identify yep. if there's a need to include additional special conditions, you know, working out time frames for those and just ensuring that it's a, a seamless transaction that's yep. going to settle on yep. on due dates. Yep. And commonly with people buying and selling, you've got settlement dates, you know, are simultaneous. So the conveyances are a good vehicle for trying to help people with the logistics of moving. Mm. We can you know, try and put in place licence agreements or other, you know, other documents that enable the client to maybe get early access just to help with yeah. that moving yeah. process. Yeah. So those things yeah, I find really are really good. So please get your documents reviewed yeah. prior to signing. And I think here in the Golden Valley, you know, we do do that a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and that's the difference between us and sort of Melbourne. Well, while they trust the agent to yeah. sell the process, we sign them up and everything. But... I think there's a confidence in a, a conveyance yeah. or a lawyer yeah. that they divulge a lot more, you know, your motive, which, you know, the relationship with an agent and a, the legal fraternity, and we're lucky in Shepparton because I think 
99.9% of everyone we deal with are very good, you know. Yeah. So for us, you don't have to tell us what's going on, but yeah. if we talk to you, you can yeah. go, listen, there's a bit more going on. Yeah. We've got confidence, we've got yeah. divulging the confidence and it gives us a sense of satisfaction when we can go back to the vendor or the yes. purchaser and sort of talk. So that's important to know. That's that's yeah. a very good um, mm. point of the relationship. Yeah. What I'd like to know is, is um, and this is I've of left field a bit, is the Melbourne dealing with Melbourne conveyances and Melbourne and there's yeah. some really good ones, but there's some really <laughs> order. I knew, I knew yes, I'd there get is. That. Yeah, yes, there yes. is. And it's very there, yes, there is. Yes, you are right. There good. are some really good ones. So, and a different mentality, isn't it? Like, just, it's it's just a different process. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you both find that when you adapt to that sort of situation? Oh. Like. I love dealing locally. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, you I, can't I, I like, meet yeah. a local yeah. deal. I want my mum and dad we all mine, on the same page. Yeah. dealing with the local agents, <coughs> the local brokers, helps. everyone. It just helps yeah. the process for everyone. Yeah. If you know the people, you know how they work. Yeah. You know, you can. Yeah. I can pick up the phone and say, Gerald, Yes. Like, yeah. this isn't going to work because of this reason yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Or, you know, this person isn't happy because of this. We need to rejig yeah. this or something. Melbourne, yeah. I find a lot lately the law firms or the conveyancing firms will not organise the signing of the documents. Yeah, Frustrating for us. It's the agents who have to arrange that, which I find just amazing. I mean, because they've prepared, the the agent hasn't prepared the documents. They want us to take the legal onus. Yeah, yeah. Right. that's right. Yeah. And I just, it, I, yeah. yeah, I just find that strange. strange. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's hard to get used to as an it agent. It is. Yeah, yeah. Not, you don't feel obligated to, to sign that client up. They just want to see a full executed yeah. contract. Yeah, yeah. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. Be able to get settlement underway. Yeah. So, I mean, don't want to talk to you until you've yeah. just signed a contract. Back and forth yeah. A lot. It's just a, lot. a transaction yeah. to them. Yeah. That's all it is. They're just collecting a fee. That's it. That's all you. Which really sometimes clients don't understand, and and cheap's not always. No, no. Well, this is true too. Yeah, the cheap ones. Yeah. So that's what we see a lot. Yeah. A lot through land transactions. Yes. And and houses, of course, but yeah, it makes life hard for everyone. Yeah. You don't have a relationship. No. And you're flying to be blind, and they're hard to contact sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't know about you, Beck. Yeah. Like I, I love it when I get repeat people yes. come back. Yeah. Or they, or I get a new new yeah, client, client call in and say such and such told me to call you because yeah. they really liked you know the way you you worked or they thought you were great or something yeah. like that. That, that I think that's the best referral that yeah, you can get. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the processes of obviously sales mainly is obviously subject to finance, subject to building, subject yeah. to pest. Yeah. Yes. Well, we pretty much touched the subject to finance part, but the building and pest. How do you find that situation, obviously with nervous buyers and obviously anxious vendors? Yep. How does that process, how do you find dealing with people My with buyers? My buyers, there used to be a trend where a building report would be done and they'd say, oh, there's some cornice, you know, that's come down yep. that needs to be replaced, mm. you know, just cosmetic issues. And we would then go back and say, okay, well, these things need to be fixed. I don't know about you, Beth, yep. but I've seen lately mm. Vendors are just like, are just no, yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. So I is that told, because of the power, Nicole. I mean, the, the boom we've had. I think recently. so. Yeah. I I think so yeah. because Leverage there's always have, because yeah. in that time there's always someone who's willing to take it mm. in the condition it was in. Yes. So yeah, yeah. So why would the vendor do things yeah. they don't have to do? Yeah. So I explained to my purchaser. It, it depends on at what point they've yeah. obtained those reports. Yeah. So 
if they've signed a contract conditional upon a pest and building report, the actual majority of those conditions say that the purchaser's only right is to withdraw from the contract in the event of live termites being identified or a major structural defect. Mm -hmm. So as far as identifying minor yeah. structural yeah. defects, it, it doesn't leave the purchaser with any rights. Yeah. We do see a lot where purchasers will get the reports prior to sitting down to sign the contract. Yeah. And they may say to, to us, you know, yeah. look, there's some things here. You know, we certainly say, look, we're happy to ask the question yeah. of the vendor. We'll we're, yeah. we're here to act on your mm. instructions. But I do point out to them that they, they have brought us inspected. Mm. So anything yeah. that they've visually cited um, at the time of walking through the property, you know, they've really deemed to accept that property in that condition and state of that's repair. Right. Yeah. And and the vendor <coughs> does have the right to refuse yeah. to yeah. do those. And look, that's exactly majority right. of time yeah. they're buying a, a pre-loved home. So yeah. they, exactly. they've looked at a 30-year-old home. No, that's, they know there's yeah, yeah. People yeah. aren't silly. They've seen it. Brings us to the point, though, which is yeah. to final inspection and, and yes. what you advise your, your clients about your final yeah. inspections and so forth. Yep. And yeah. run us through that and what the pitfalls could be. I say to them, <laughs> unless there is a hole in the wall yes. that wasn't there before, there's nothing we can do. You yeah. need to take it as big as it is because the contract specifically says fair wear and tear. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Specifically. Yes. Yeah. Right. Mm. Obviously, a hole in the wall is not fair and wear and tear. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, scuff marks, um, yeah. instances, thing, things like that, mm. there's nothing yeah. you can do. And, and goods in working order. If yeah. the goods are in working order, so your oven, dishwasher, yeah. cooktop, mm. range hood, those sort of things, if they were in working order, I always send my purchases. So... With my purchases, I'll they'll come in, we'll go through the contract, I'll say to them, have you checked the goods? No, I haven't. Okay, you need to ring the agent, make another appointment, go back. Mm. I know you guys sometimes get annoyed with us for that. <laughs> it is frustrating. We, 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 I understand. We understand. Yeah. But, a lot of, but uh, it saves their headache yes, yeah. but the, but at the end. Am I right in saying the vendor can warrant that they'll be in working order for settlement? The vendor yeah. can but a lot of times too, we'll get to the end. They'll do the final inspection, and they say, "Well, that wasn't working." Mm. Yeah. Well, then, we're, then we're then we're in. But if they've warranted it, though, if vendors warranted it was working. Yeah. Yes. Um, they would have to. Then they yeah. have yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. So we, we get a warrant. Yeah. Yeah. We never get we never get it where the vendor warrants it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Where they always say. Yeah. No, it wasn't working. Yeah. So we need that proof, and yeah. we need to be sure. Yeah. And the purchaser needs yeah. to make themselves comfortable. It's pretty good with that. these days. I yeah. remember once upon a time, oh, it'd be very poor. People used to rip stoves out, <laughs> oh, yeah. fans out. Yeah. Take, wait till the I last have, minute, rip yeah. them out. So you've oh, got yeah. any stories like that now that are recently? Yeah. Well, I had a client who removed every curtain in the house. Wow. <laughs> it was in the contract. It was in the contract. I um, and yeah. I'm not sure. The per I, it had settled. So whether the purchaser, I was acting for the vendor, hadn't conducted a final inspection, yeah. and then I had a phone call. So I very swiftly rang my client and told him he needed to get back there quick, smart, yeah. and put reinstate the curtains yeah. in the house. So that was an innocent yeah. Yeah. probably thing. Yeah, he he, oh, he said to me quite, <laughs> you know, quite yes. innocently, oh, but... But I brought them. Yeah. <laughs> so no, even really not yeah. realising yeah. the contract. Yeah. Yeah. And it would have been specified yeah, in, in the con yeah. in the particulars. Yeah. 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 So the most yeah. malicious yeah. day, and I don't think it's relevant to these days as much, but back once upon a time, mm. uh, we used to have people put things in like fixed air conditioning, like the ducted vector heating and cooling. Yeah. Why it's fixed. Yeah. Yeah, but they yeah. rip things out. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah.
I, that's, yeah. I like to make sure, if I'm acting on behalf of a purchaser, I like to make sure that the goods are listed. Listed. Yes. yes. Like an itemised list. Yes. yes. So then that way when you get to settlement mm. and or the day before settlement and the air conditioner is missing, yeah. you can say this yeah. house is sold or yeah. this property is sold with an air conditioner yes. Yes. to bring yeah. it back yeah. <laughs> or put a new one in. Yeah. you get used to putting yeah, just we, more, is, yep. more is better. Yes, you know, that's right. Oh. That's debatable. Yeah. Still yeah. Yeah. That's debatable. <laughs> I know sometimes yeah. I put less is better. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've seen a less real, arguments. I've seen a lot of people just yes. saying as fixed. Yeah. That could mean anything. Yeah. It doesn't cover yeah. curtains. No. It, you know, those sort of things. It doesn't cover light fittings. Yeah. Those yeah. sort of things. So. So a common a thing I've also come across with final inspections, and I'd say to vendors, if you have television brackets and yep. hooks in walls and things oh, like okay, that, yep. leave them. Yep. <laughs> you, they'll look, it'll cause more damage yeah. removing them. Um, and, you know, I've often had, you know, purchasers go and do a final inspection, brackets have been removed and the holes mm-hmm. haven't been patched, patched yep. and repaired and repainted and... And even if they have been done, it's, it hasn't been to the best quality standards. So leave the hooks in the walls, leave the brackets. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'll look better um, just left yeah. as is. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 The other one I want to just quickly touch on, I think it's pretty important, is when you ladies do your vendor statements and you've got yeah. building defects. Oh, yes. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I think it's a pretty common <laughs> thread. And vendors yeah. probably, you know, whether they're sometimes telling you the truth or yeah. not, really comes back to the end of the sale. And I think that's it important does. when it holds up a, a contract. You yes. need structure reports, so whether it's for a pergola yep. or, or, yep. or a shed. Yes. Just touch They're on that very, briefly for us. It's very important. So basically mm. if you – if the structure um, is older than seven years, then that's fine, okay? Yeah. The property is sold it is, as it is, sorry. If the property – if you've had so let's just say you've built a pergola you've yep. just done your own job you've built it put it up haven't got a permit bang done no insurance no permit nothing you need to provide the purchaser with an owner builder report and a copy of the insurance for the the building the structural mm-hmm. insurance if you don't that purchaser can pull out any time mm-hmm. up until the settlement date yeah. of the contract it's Sorry. very very important explain that again yeah. you can do yeah. what nicole you can pull out of the contract so you can yeah. end legally bound. as the purchaser you can end the contract yeah. even though it's unconditional even though it's unconditional well yeah, it's illegal, yeah. it's because it's illegal, illegal. it's yeah. an illegal yeah. structure yeah. Mm. yeah that's the biggest common thing we have don't we gerald yeah. Yeah. we go through and we go oh have you got a permit for this no oh, we were told we weren't allowed <laughs> to. Yeah. didn't it, but yeah. no, all that, and I think, oh god, and you got to go through that process. So, That's yeah, right. It's very important. Yep. So you've got to go so through the process. Listening, listening, listening. The process of contacting the council, applying for a permit, getting them to come out and inspect it, getting them to issue the certificate. A lot of people too. So when you um, that's another benefit mm. of engaging someone to act on your behalf because they will point those things out. If you don't have them then, yeah. you know, you need that certificate of final inspection. If you don't have it, mm. then it's an illegal structure. We've had cases that, uh, sorry, no. Rebecca and I'll let you, where um, we've had a, a permit, no permit for a pergola, mm-hmm. had inspect, they've rolled the dice, they're going to go with it, the, buyer, the vendor, but a potential buyer 
who we own, you might have nine people from an open home, whatever. They've rang the council on the Monday. Oh, yeah. So have they got a permit? Yep. No, well, then the council yep. rings and mm-hmm. then issues them a notice. So that's mm. where it's important. Fun. Yes. Yeah. The, the council will eventually get you regardless if yeah. you've that's got some right. suspicious buyers or yeah. buyers are doing their research. Yeah. We don't know who they are. That's and, right. And yeah. that's where they people leave themselves open a little that's bit. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And and council, I know in the past, council, you know, council are driving around if the building inspectors mm. are driving around and they see something mm. that they haven't issued a permit for or they haven't approved, mm. they're going to go back and double check. They write their address down. Nicole, I reckon they don't drive around as much these days. Oh, probably not. <laughs> I reckon they use <laughs> drones. They reckon they use those drones or satellite dishes. They, they refresh every. Yeah, well, you true. I think they, there's they go, some oh, like aerial mapping ago. thing yeah, that yeah, they yeah. use yeah. now. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay, so, so it used to be that they would drive yes. around and just yeah. note no, the addresses I'm down. I'm sure they still. Yeah. Do. <laughs> probably quicker to do it that way. No, sorry, I'm sure they just do. Yeah. But it is a very, it's a very complex area, and I think you've got to look at every property case by case you know very common if i had a dollar for every time a client mm. said to me but it costs less than five thousand yes. dollars and i don't yeah. get a permit rules Those change rules, rules change rules they do yes typically if you've got a structure with roof that holds water and it's basically bigger than a garden shed you need you yeah. need a building yeah. permit so yeah. the i suppose the issue in selling a property is the vendor statement document and is, it's a bit of a it, loophole yeah. in that it that section of the says the vendor has the vendor obtained any building permits in the last seven Mm. years so technically they're not lying if they built something three years ago and said but I haven't got any building permits Mm. but Mm. never got permits but where Mm. a vendor will be caught out is in not supplying the owner builder report because that's a requirement of the contract it's a bit of a difficult one at the moment though because a lot of the building surveyors will not supply those owner builder reports where there's no building permit mm-hmm. or final inspection. Yep. So it yep. sort of leaves you yep. in no no man's land. Yeah, um, yeah so... They're ones that you always, are always difficult. Yeah, When very no difficult. permit or own a builder report or yeah. insurance yeah. is. So all, I suppose all you can do is, you know, ex- explain it all to the vendor. And most of the time they're willing to take the risk. They do, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. they're yeah. fine. Yeah. And, and that's okay. When the yeah. leverage in the buyer's market, when it's a sales market, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. It's the other way around. And, but like I said before, I'll touch on it again. It doesn't mean that the council won't find out. No. 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 And that's the other risk that the purchaser runs too, yeah. is if the council finds out, then they're, they're going to issue the notice yeah. to the purchaser, yes. not yeah. to the vendor who built the structure yes. and is, has gone and got his money yeah. now and he's, yeah. he's yeah. happily he's down the road. Yeah. I, th- I think a lot of it comes down to the age of the structure. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the money spent on the structure. You know, some people might, it might just be a, that's right. a lean to that, you know, yeah. it costs them $500 that's right. that's, to knock yeah, off. That's and, right. and some people go, oh, well, for, for, for that, you know, I'll, I'm pre- yeah. I'll prepare yeah. to take the risk. But, yeah. you know, um, I, I've seen, you know, new houses two years old with $20,000 pergolas that unfortunately didn't get permits. And in those instances, You've got to say to the vendor client, this is a major selling mm-hmm. point of the home. Yeah. You're going to have to go through the process yeah. of getting yeah. it approved. That's right. Yeah. It's not yeah. as hard as they think it is. That's yeah. the problem. It's, it's just pretty yeah. easy. They're advised, yes. They get advised by a builder at the time who really probably yeah. most times can't be bothered getting the permit. No, exactly. It's fine. But they don't yeah. realise the rules yeah. change so That's rapidly right. over and three or four years. A lot of builders, if they engage a builder, will apply for the uh, yeah, for the permit, permit on their behalf. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. So... You've both been in it for a long time. Yes. <laughs> Tell us something a bit extraordinary or out of the ordinary that's happened in your 
role as a conveyance or legal clerk that uh, <laughs> probably the, okay so probably the only thing that i've come across that yeah. many people up to this point i'm going to phrase yeah. it very carefully here many people up to this point would not have dealt with i had a purchase of a property years ago where there were squatters in the house so i was oh. acting for the purchaser yep. and he well, i think we're a day or two out from settlement and he rang me and he said there's people living in the house and i said to him no, that's no, vacant. And he said, no, no, I'm sitting here out the front. He said, there's people carting um, potting mix <laughs> into this house. And I'm like, potting mix? Potting mix, okay. So I got in the car and I went around. It wasn't far from the office. Went around and sure enough, these people, this taxi pulled up and these people come out of the taxi with their groceries yeah. into the house. Oh. Um, they'd been squatting there. So the person who owned the property hadn't been living there for quite some time. Mm. There was power connected still. There was gas, water, everything still connected. So we had to make sure these squatters had vacated because the property was sold with vacant They've got some rides too, haven't they? Squatters. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, not rides, but they're... It's just a minefield, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. So thankfully I was acting for the purchase. So, so we just said we're not settling until these people have gone. Yeah. And then um, once we that once they were vacated, yeah. Um, yeah. my client took steps to ensure that no one else would live in the property. Yeah. Um, that's all I'll say about that one. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that was one that I don't think I'll probably ever come across again is yeah. squatters being yeah. in a house. It was really unusual yeah. and no one else in the office had dealt with it. Yeah. So yeah. That, that was different. Yeah. yeah. That was really, mm. yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So I, yeah, racked my brain for a funny conveyance story <laughs> <laughs> and I come to the conclusion that there are no funny stories. <laughs> um, it's long hours and a lot of stress, um, but really rewarding. Yeah. But yeah. I will say to anyone that if, if you've got a large family and you're thinking of, of going into conveyancing, don't, because you'll be slave to free jobs for the rest of your this life. This is true, yeah. I think I'm up to number seven for my sister. I keep oh. telling her the next one, she, yes. she's yeah. paying for that one. Yeah. Look, every transaction, I find every transaction, every transaction brings its own unique oh, yeah. set of issues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, whether they're minor, whether they're major. Yeah. It's every it transaction is, is different. Yeah. No, it's mm. not the same. You no, get occasionally get those dream ones that just go smooth. from start to finish and yeah. they're just dreams. They yeah. just go smoothly. They are very rare unicorns. Yeah, 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 yeah they yeah. don't happen yeah. often at all. Yeah, you do have a lot of emotion and similar yeah. in sales. Yeah. 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 So different. Yeah. It's yeah. a very emotional transaction, you know, yeah. people get buying and selling oh, a property yeah. is, you know, a, yeah. um, especially those people very, who have been in yeah. their homes yeah, for a long for time. a long time, yeah. you know, the people who have raised their families mm. there, who've yeah. got the memories yeah. there, yeah. then yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you definitely have to, you know, sometimes put your counselor hat on and yeah. you know, um, yes. sort of massage people yes. through the yeah. transaction, yeah. you know, because emotions are often running pretty high and yeah. people yeah. are stressed. And, yeah. Yes. You know, um more than yeah. a conveyancer. Yeah. All the same, you know, aren't we? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. That's it. So, right. Loved, Wonderful. Loved having you. It was Thank you for having us. Very yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure our audience will really enjoy this podcast today. So, I hope so. Yeah. Rebecca and Nicole, thank you very much. Thanks very Thanks, much, guys. You have a great thank day. Thank you, ladies. You too. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. 
please subscribe on your favourite podcast platform so you don't miss upcoming episodes. We would love you to share this podcast with your network and if you have any questions or feedback, please connect with us via our social network or head to gagliartiscott.com.au. 